I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, and Spider Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly, I don't see myself upon that list. But she said, Where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero, some fairy tale bliss. Something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss I want something just like this Do you do, do you do, do you do Oh, I want something just like this Do you do, do you do, do you do Oh, I want something just like this Yeah.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved other half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Well, folks, today we got a real special treat for you because uh, while we were in Tulsa, we met... First of all, we met a ton of people in Tulsa. Yeah, we I did. mean, we really did. I, I didn't think we were going to meet that many people. I didn't think we were going to have that many people from Tulsa actually want, not only want, but reach out to come on our show. We've had a ton. As you all know, because we've done back to back to back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> well, to this back one episodes. I actually reached out to because. Well, I was the first one that went up and talked to her because I, I recognized know. her the first day. Because, okay, so before we even begin, okay, uh, do you have the video? No, you have the video. No, you have the video. I can't play to the monitor. And you said you had downloaded it. Did you send it to me? So after some technical difficulties real there, real <laughs> quick there, folks, we, this is the same lady that on Father's Day, if you remember, we dropped a podcast and I went on Father's Day and I asked the question, why have we not seen more local reporters going out there and exposing their news stations for being frauds and it was like one more time asking you shall i ask and i pray to god and god turns around and says well my son watch this hold my beer (laughs) and this is what took place so i just want you to watch the monitor right now right here in front of me just take a take a watch uh if you're listening on any of the audio podcasts listen to what she says this woman killed it and i was like holy crap i cannot believe that just happened go for it good evening and thanks for watching first forecast i'm meteorologist april moss and happy father's day today we saw temperatures above normal again topping out at 85 degrees at metro airport plenty of sunshine today but all good things must come to an end and that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m and speaking of a brand new week I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas for my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing through late morning. And she goes right back into the weather as if there was no skip in her step. And the guy on the delay button that does this number right here where she's talking and that didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's because sure he was asleep at the wheel and she completely dropped that. And I was just like floored. I was like, holy crap, we're finally seeing it. And <laughs> she went on to Project Veritas and she brought up all the points that she made. It's just the point that I, I, I got, I, I get frustrated because I see all this stuff. I see all this stuff going on. There's no way that these people, I know there's right wing if you will, red side, red pill woke people that are working at these news stations. I don't believe every single person that works at a news station is completely woke and going with the woke crowd. I do not believe that, not for one second. She proved it. I saw her face at Tulsa and I was like, I started, I, I, you want to talk about fanboy? Holy crap, when complete fanboy started grabbing Vidalin's arm. I'm like, look, <laughs> look what it is, look what it is. And he, she's like, who is that? And I was like, that's it. It's April Moss. And she's like, who's April Moss? I said, don't you remember our father's day? <laughs> oh, shit, it is. And she went right over and started talking to her. Either way, great lady. Very, very nice. Very, very personable. When I went up and talked to her, she was there with her husband, I believe. Yep, Nate. And we went and we had a long conversation, actually, with both of them. Um, I just told her that she was my hero because uh, she. I said it. And literally the next day, I started getting emails from Detroit, Michigan saying, hey, 
Look at this lady. She did what you said. What'd you do? Did you like telecommunicate with her? Uh, no, no, no <laughs> telepathy, no nothing. She just went and did what I thought every person that is out there that believes what we believe and sees the crap that's going on behind the scenes should come out and say to everyone, I, I don't believe that there's woke people. Everybody in the news organizations out there are woke. I cannot believe that, not for one second. I've talked to some of these people. Some of these people are further right than I am. And that's hard to do. But they go to work every day. They keep their mouth shut. They don't say anything. Yeah, because they need that paycheck. But slowly but surely, They're we're starting seeing to come out. this. We're seeing people come out left, right, and center about this. And she was one of the first. I wanted to get her on her show since the day that that happened. And, well, go Here figure. We are. Here we are. And uh, it is, I, I can't wait for this interview. I've been itching this one's gonna be my fun one because i she is my hero i mean she went out and did it the day after i said it i couldn't i know that we we've never talked to her before until tulsa and when we talked to her in tulsa i mean just talk about just a great person and uh i cannot wait for this interview folks i i'm itching absolutely so without any further ado uh before we go to that uh again go to mypillow.com type in the promo code define at checkout you will get up to 66% off your order. Get some slippers. I got mine on right now. I'm so wearing them as we speak. They're amazingly comfortable. V-Lynn's got hers on. Yep. We, we love our MyPillow stuff. We've got the MyPillow mattress topper. We got the MyPillow mat pillows. We've got the Giza Dream Sheets. V-Lynn's got the... Uh, the Roll and Go Roll and Go polo, pillow right awesome there. That awesome too. Um, Especially I, since you have the comfy chair. Go, go get some of this stuff, folks. It is well worth your time and money. And not only that, you help us out. You help out Mike Lindell. Uh, they help keep the show free. They help do all that stuff. I don't want to go th behind a paywall. As a matter of fact, I've been avoiding it as best I can. Um, yep. We can, folks, we can still do this and keep this show free, but we've got to throw some sponsors in there. So if you consider us a sellout, so be it. Um, don't care. MyPillow.com. I am trying to keep this to show free. Up to 66% off with the promo code Defiant. You can also use the promo code Defiant at DrStellaMD.com yep. and get 5% off your telehealth visit. And we just got our, we, we just, just ordered got... hydroxychloroquine today. Yep. So folks, go on there. Um, it's a 5%. You say 5% off your total order there. That's awesome. Uh, another great patriot, Dr. Estella Emanuel. Also go to Dr. Uh, Sherwood. Uh, Sherwood.tv Sherwood backslash Patriots Party. Not only are you helping the governor of, hopefully the future governor future of governor. Oklahoma, but you're also helping a, another great patriot. He does a lot of wonderful stuff. Uh, he's got great books out there. You go there, you go to uh, Sherwood.tv uh, backslash Patriot Party. Patriot Party, and that will get you the free ebook from, for, uh, from us uh, to you. And then you can read about, you know, not only increasing your body, health but also your mind and spiritual health it all works together folks if you don't have all three of those things running in conjunction with each other there you're going to notice a disconnect or a difference in your in your overall well-being overall well-being so go out there just give them a read give them a listen whatever you want to do and last but definitely not, not least, least because cultural life 1972 was our first sponsor yep and they um, just dropped a new line of beanies today which are absolutely adorable yes they did so if you live up in the great cold north you should definitely check that out. COL 1972. Use the promo code Patriot Party. Get 10% off your order. It and will you, be there in time for Christmas because it's all made in the USA. You can get some really cool beanies too. She's got one. She just made one and it's the red, white, and blue stars and stripes. Yep. And right in the center of it's a cultural life emblem. Go get it. 
uh, well worth your time and money. Again, you're helping out three great causes there. You're helping out uh, pro-life advocates, which which I am all about. Huge. Um, I'm a big time. I don't believe in abortion, so go go help go help that out. But you're also helping her out. She's a great patriot. She started the company with her and her, her daughters. Absolutely an amazing woman. You, we've had her on the show, folks. If you, you didn't listen to that one, go listen to the Cultural Life episode. She was, uh, she still is. I, I, one of my favorite episodes to listen to. And then also, you're helping us out again. We're trying to keep the show free. We've got sponsors that want to talk to you. That's why we put them out there. So again, listen up. Go go. Just go check it out. Uh, one of these days, we will get um, Andrew Sorcini Andrew on. on. Yep. We're, we're working on that one. It's been a been a rough go. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth type thing. But we're getting there. So again, folks, have a good day. Listen to this. This is going to be a really fun episode. Enjoy. Uh, we've got an hour with her, so enjoy it. And uh, we will see you later. And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much be- much more beloved better half. Velen. Hello, Patriots. And today we got uh, one of the fanboy specials that I've, I've never <laughs> been able to do, but I get to do today. Um, my hero, my personal hero, because I actually called this the day before it happened, because we did, if you all remember, we did drop an episode on um, Father's Day. And the Father's Day episode I dropped, I said, I don't understand why we don't see more of these reporters because I cannot believe that every person involved in the news industry is all woke, left side woke. I cannot believe that there's not one patriot out there who actually believes the same things I believe and is not going to work and keeping their mouth shut. Instead, they're opening their mouth and they're coming out against what's actually going on. The day after I said this, all of a sudden I started getting bombarded with emails. VLAN got bombarded with emails. Hey, you all need to watch this video. Sure enough, I opened this video and there is this lovely young lady who's talking about the weather. And then she talks about how she's going on Project Veritas to call out CBS and their discrimination against women. And then she jumps right back into the weather because the time delay guy who's sitting there supposed to be hitting the mute button, he was a little sleepy that morning. And she completely destroys it and blows up the whole thing. And it made the air, and it's still out there today. You can go watch the video. We actually played the video in the intro so you can watch exactly what she did. It was amazing. Then we get to go to Tulsa, and who, none other than April Moss is standing in front of me. I can see her across the way, and I started grabbing V Lynn's arm, almost damn near ripping it out of her shoulder. I go, Guess who that is? Guess who that is? And she's like, Who is that? And I was like, That's April Moss. She's the one that I saw. She's like, Holy crap, it is. And she's like, Well, go up and talk to her. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. She's like, Why? I was just like, I don't know. There's some, I just can't go up and talk to her. She's awesome. And then V Lynn went up and talked to her and her husband. And then I finally I went up and talked to him, and I told her how much of a hero she is of mine. April, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Go ahead, tell everybody about you. I mean, I think I pretty much just summed it up for you, but I couldn't <laughs> help it. I'm sorry. You're like my hero. I swear to God. Oh, you're you're so sweet. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's quite an honor to be here with you. And honestly, uh, I know you say I'm your hero, but listen, I don't do anything differently from what you guys do. And certainly as a firefighter, you know, you serving the public the way that you do and putting your life at danger every single time you suit up um, is something to be recognized. And so I honor you in that as well. Um, But yes, I, I was a meteorologist and journalist for CBS Detroit affiliate uh, for nine years and loved my job. And, you know, too, being a meteorologist, you're, you're really just, you're focusing on the weather. And I remember so many times over those nine years saying, I'm so glad I'm not actually having to report on these stories because 
I am so fired up about, um, you know, certain, certain topics. And as a conservative in a liberal newsroom, I will say that, you know, you are the odd man out. If you, I mean, every time I would voice my opinion, I really don't care what people think of me, but in the newsroom, when I would say, Hey, listen, you know, this, you know, this story is, um, you know, the way that you guys are reporting this story is not objective. I mean, they look at you like you're crazy. They look at you like, and, and I want to address this point where you're saying, you know, why aren't more people standing up from the media and calling out, you know, the fake news? Well, I'll tell you one, it's because there's not very many conservatives in the newsroom anyways. Two, when they do speak up, they're literally looked at like, a crazy person, especially once 2020 hit. And that is that is really the defining moment. I mean, I, I could tell you lots of stories of things that happened over the years, but I would say 2020 was when really all hell broke loose as far as nobody cared anymore about any sort of objectivity. Um, the, literally from the top down, and when I say top down, I mean New York, CBS New York, um, pushing out rhetoric in company internal emails telling all employees that we need to get behind the Black Lives Matter movement and that CBS corporate was going to be doing everything they can to support the Black Lives Matter, NAACP. And, you know, this was like the time when George Floyd, you know, everything blew up with George Floyd. And immediately after that happened, you know, I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, I understand, you know, some something happened here, but this is less than 24, 48 hours after the event happened, why are we jumping on this bandwagon all of a sudden to like, you know, join these social justice causes? As a media, we shouldn't be getting involved in our, you know, in, in pushing one certain agenda. We cover what the news is on this. But in this case, CBS was literally telling all the employees and in internal emails that they wanted us to use the power of our influence on social media to promote Black Lives Matter. I mean, never in the history of me working at CBS did they ever want us to push something like this until 2020 happened. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, then we saw just, you know, lack of lack of reporting on any sort of therapeutics. Anytime Trump would say anything, they didn't want to cover anything that he said. And, you know, just as an, trying to stay objective, although admittedly, you know, they all knew that I was a conservative there. You know, I'm watching President Trump every single day from the White House give these, you know, press conferences. Remember that we were glued to, to the, you know, the White House coverage of what's he going to say today and what is the expert panel that he's going to bring out. And, you know, he would bring out these doctors that talked about, hey, listen, um, the virus is killed in under 30 seconds under UV light. Oh, you know, all these all these examples with plenty of different professionals um, giving you reasons not to be afraid. And what did the media do? They didn't cover any of those treatments. And instead, they pushed fear, fear, fear on everyone. And so by the time the vaccine was rolled out, um, now my station started pushing the vaccine and, and not talking about any potential side effects. So that for me was was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm Because they wouldn't listen to me at, at you know, within my station, talking to my producer and talking to my colleagues who were part of the show that I was a host of, it was kind of like, this is our stance. We're going far left and there's nothing that you can do about it. And, um, you know, I would try to speak up and try to say, 
hey, listen, I do you guys realize that every single story you reinforce someone's skin color or someone's gender? I mean, why do we have to keep reinforcing that? And they would just be like, we don't understand what you mean. Like, we're not doing that. Like they literally, and I, I'm trying to tell you, like they don't understand what they're doing. Even when I would point it out to them, they would be like, no, we don't, we don't do that. And I'm like, every question that you have in my script right here wants me to say something about the person's skin color. What do you mean you don't know that we do this? Like, and it was, I would get nowhere. What? Do you think it was planned in a way? Like, I mean, surely someone at the top, whomever is providing this script, has some inclination that they're using gender and skin color and, and fear to, to divide us, to make us fight each other, to push the general perception in one way or another. But Vlin, they're not recognizing that that's what they're doing. So, so imagine this, right? So, so CBS New York at the top, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. They, they want to push the woke agenda. But by the time it trickles down to the the producer, who's a liberal producer with green hair and tattoos all over her body, which no, no, no offense to anybody, I'm just trying to paint a picture for you, okay? Of who the, these young producers are. They're they're not seasoned 40 year olds. Okay. They're in their twenties and they're the ones writing the scripts that go out on the show. And because they are far left, they're not seeing the, because this is all they've known because they consume the media. Right. So they are, they're consuming it and they're not seeing any other objective, um, you know, news outlet, right? They're not getting their news from alternative sources. All they're getting it from is the, the the AP or the Reuters feed that comes through and then deciding from there what they're, you know, gonna talk about. Um, and so I think they truly, they believe, they believe that what they're putting forth is, you know, we need social justice. You know, I can't tell you how many times being, being a host on this show and we would focus on Detroit, okay? Detroit, one of the most corrupt cities, arguably, in the country, all right? There's so much corruption, it's insane. Anybody who knows anything about Michigan knows that Detroit is corrupt, okay? This is no secret. And I can't tell you how many nonprofit organizations we would bring on the show to talk about and highlight and showcase, here are the good things that are happening in Detroit because we were trying to make it like a positive thing. But every within the last two years, every single person who would come on to talk about their nonprofit that received millions of dollars in grants to you know, upgrade the community and, do, and offer these services for free to people. I remember coming home to my husband one day and saying, I truly do not understand how there can be one homeless person in that city because there are so many organizations that provide free housing, free electric, uh, they're going to pay your utility bills, uh, free cars, free. I mean, everything was free. And yet people are living in squalor in the city of Detroit. Nobody's getting ahead. Where is all this money going for all these million dollar grants? I mean, it just, to me, I was like, I, something's not right here because the amount of free stuff that is being offered to people is insane. And, you know, you go 25 minutes North and, you know, the, the kids in the suburbs, they don't have those. It's only if you live in the city of Detroit, do you get all these free things? Um, so I don't really quite understand how Detroit can be in such a bad place when you have so much money being poured into that city and so many great organizations there trying to do stuff. And yet, you see no change, right? So there's corruption. 
especially for what Detroit used to be. I mean, if you think about Detroit, it was the manufacturing, one of the car manufacturing capitals of the United States. I mean, anything coming out of Detroit was considered gold back in the 50s and the 60s. Yeah, and it was beautiful back then. Yeah, and the city was beautiful. And uh, uh, my brother lives up there. That's how I know, like, a little bit about Detroit. I don't know very much, but I know enough to know that back then Detroit was king. Um, And today it's... uh, you know, I watched the series on HBO just like most firefighters have. You know, we watched it, the, the series Burn. And um, mm-hmm. those are about all about the city firefighters that barely get paid to do their job right now. And a lot of them have quit, which is yeah. really horrible because they went to work at a department that was actually going to pay them. And it's just like you, you see this stuff and you're like, wow, they're using outdated equipment, stuff we haven't used in years. Even down here in Georgia, we haven't used mm-hmm. it for that long. And I watched it out there. When you went on Project Veritas, is that what you went on and talked about? Because you actually made a claim that it was discrimination. Uh, yeah, so actually, so here's here's the here's the thing. So with Project Veritas, my main thing was, well, and again, I didn't know if someone was going to cut me off mid-sentence, right? I was praying and banking on the fact that somebody in the control room just wasn't going to be listening or paying attention. And well, they weren't, so don't worry. Happened, right, right, right. <laughs> but that was like, I remember telling James, I'm like, what if they cut, cut me off and we can't even get the story out there, you know? So we were just like, well, we would just better pray that it, that it goes through. And so basically I just said on air, you know, I'm calling them out for discrimination. So what that was about um, and then, of course, when I interviewed with with Project Veritas, I, I, you know, divulged a whole lot more. It wasn't just discrimination, but it was also their fake news and the fact that they were suppressing truthful information from the people. So um, the specific discrimination was the fact that the COVID policies that they had put into place. Now, listen to how, the audacity of this, okay? When COVID hit, they, um, I worked through all of COVID still in the building, even when we truly didn't know what this was. Everyone was scared to death. All you're seeing are body bags of people being rolled out from the hospitals in Italy and New York, right? Okay, so fear, fear, fear. So I remember going into work and thinking, I don't want to go into work. I'm scared to death. Now, it was only myself and maybe three other people allowed in the building. But we were never working at the same time. So they staggered our hours. So literally, I wouldn't see another living human being the entire time I would go into work. I would just go in by myself. We would sanitize everything. We had a protocol we had to follow. Well, within like three or four weeks, I started doing a lot of research about what exactly is this? What's going on? You know, because things just didn't, for a critical thinker, this didn't didn't add up. Things didn't seem right. And that's when I discovered the actual true plan of COVID-19 was that it was to force us into a great reset. And it was a globalist depopulation agenda, you know, the whole thing, right? But I, I kept thinking like, okay, so now I'm aware of this stuff and it didn't take me very long to find the truth out about this, right? Any person with the internet can find this out. And then I'm watching President Trump talk about, you know, all of the therapeutics. I'm like, no, we don't need to be afraid of this because you go outside, the virus is dead. If you have UV light in your house, you know, that sanitizes things. Soap and water wash this virus away. I mean, there's no, we don't need to be afraid, right? So, um, so, so basically CBS decided, well, even though we don't have you working with anyone else, you're not putting anyone else in danger. We still want you to get COVID tested every single week which I thought was a complete violation of my privacy because I thought it's one thing if you have me working with a bunch of people, but you just want me to get tested. Now, at the time I complied, uh, even though I fought it internally, I was like, "This I shouldn't have to do this. 
this isn't right. And they basically were like, you do this or you lose your job. There's no other option. So I complied for like four or five months. Then I found out that the COVID tests were really just a way for the government to collect our DNA. Um, and as soon as I found that out, I was like, I am not going to comply with this anymore. There's no reason for it. I don't put anyone in danger and it's wrong. You, sh you know, you shouldn't need to, to test me. I'm, I don't have any symptoms, you know? So I had this constant back and forth with my boss, with HR, and they basically said, well, since you're not going to, oh, and by the way, during this time, CBS corporate is emailing everyone telling them we really want you to get vaccinated. Everyone needs to get vaccinated, not mandating it, but like encouraging and saying, we'll give you this many hours extra of overtime if you go in. And I just knew because I knew the plan. I was like, oh, okay. They're making it nice now, right? Go, go do that. You'll get a free this. You'll get a free that. And then they're going to force us all. And then I'm going to lose my job. So I knew that that was coming. And I thought, okay, what's scaring me more than anything is seeing all the people around me not agreeing with it, but still complying. And that scared me because I thought, wait a second, you don't agree with it, but you, you're not taking the courage to just even fight this a little bit. You're not standing up. And the hard part about COVID was that because everybody was sent home to do their jobs from home and there was only like three or four of us allowed in the building. There was no personal interaction with people. No. So I didn't know what, what like if anybody else was on the same page with me, because I talked to lawyers and they're like, well, you know, gather a group of people. And I'm like, how do I do that without exposing the fact that I don't agree with this, you know? I didn't, you, you know, you don't have that camaraderie to, to work with people have been separated for like a year and a half, you know? So, so basically I just decided, you know what, um, this isn't going to get any better. CBS doesn't care that they're violating federal law under the EUA and they're forcing things upon people that aren't, aren't, aren't right. And then they started saying, this is right, right. When I, the week that I decided to like, this is the week I'm going to go public. Um, they decided they were like, well, we're going to start letting people into the building. So um, you have to wear a mask at all times. If you're not going to disclose your vaccination status, you have to wear a mask at all times. You have to get tested weekly. And, um, you know, and we really want you to let us know whether you got the vaccine or not. So when I told HR that I was no longer going to be complying, that I'm not going to be treated as a sick person, they said, well, that's fine. You can just never come into the building again and you'll just have to work from home. So what happened was I had all my viewers messaging me and saying, we don't quite understand, like, we see everybody else in the studio, but you're always like, you know, zooming in from home to do your weather forecast. So now it became like my medical privacy was on full display because by this point, everyone's realizing, oh, she's not allowed in the building because she didn't get vaccinated. So again, so that's why I said, you know, I'm, I'm coming out for discrimination against my company because it's absolutely ridiculous that I'm being treated like a sick person. Um, so yeah, so, and then when I sat down with Project Veritas, I went into more things about how CBS was not allowing me to um, talk about alternative methods of treatment for people for COVID and- Ivermectin, and he, hydroxychloroquine, the whole- Yeah, oh yeah, no. And, and, and not even letting me, I mean, I had to interview a doctor who um, was in charge of the vaccine rollout program and Governor Whitmer, um, who, you know, many people already know, she's super bad news. Uh, she appointed Peyton, this- Peyton. 
Oh yeah, she's exactly. And this woman, Dr. Joni Caldoun, came from the Obama administration to Michigan and was in charge of the vaccine rollouts. Well, they wanted me to interview her and they said, but you're just going to ask her like who inspires her and how did she get to where she is today? And I was like, you've got to be joking. But I knew better than to ask permission to ask certain questions. I was like, I'm just going to ask them anyway, because the public deserves the right to know. And if you're going to sit here and show a video of Dr. Caldoun getting the shot in her arm, then we owe it to the public to also ask about the safety and efficacy of these vaccines. So that's what I did. And they were not happy with me because they were like, get off of that topic, move on to who inspires her. And I was so disgusted after that. I told my boss or my producer, I said, don't ever ask me to host the show again, because like, if you're going to not allow me to ask these questions, I said, Detroit got hit harder than anybody else. And we're just going to make it seem like vaccines are completely safe when you can go online right now and see all the adverse reactions that have already been reported from just the early rollout of the vaccine. So I, well, and I got to completely agree with you on that one because you can ask Elin, we had our local and I feel bad for him because I, I know it's not them, but they were down there. Uh, I, I've got the vaccine. I went and got okay. the vaccine. I was I'm a firefighter and I was so I got it when Trump first rolled it out. And okay. we know February 3rd is when all the wonderful stuff was added to it. And uh, I knew that I got it way before any of that. I got the first that actual initial dose when they offered it to first responders and firefighters. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll go get it. Okay. And I didn't think it was going to live in my body anyway, and apparently it didn't. So it doesn't matter either way. Uh, but I went and got it. And uh, the day that we were there for the first shot, they had all the camera crews from the local TV, you know, news outlets there. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm listening to the nurses and I'm, I asked a couple of guys in front of me, I was like, hey, do you get a uh, disclosure form saying that they could videotape you? A you're media your, release uh, form? Yeah, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no. And I asked another guy, I was like, hey, do you get that? No. I was like, all right. So when I got up there, I now mind you, I was not in a fire uniform because I was on my other job. Okay. I was doing my other job that day. So I stood up there and I went up there and all the nurse was asking left or right. And what really? she was talking about left or right shoulder, which shoulder uh -huh. injected in. Well, I turned around, faced the camera with my butt to the cameras, started unbuckling my pants, undoing my pants, unzipping, and <gasps> I'm going left and right cheek, you know? <laughs> and uh, she's got the, all the video cameras are on recording. She goes left to right, and I went to drop trow, and all the video cameras <laughs> hit the floor, and the oh, lights on top of the cameras went off, and I was just like, that's why you don't record people without a freaking release. And man, there was that's no epic. video that's of that. More epic than what I did. And I was just like, I'm not letting this go on because you didn't give a single one of us a release form. There is no way that you're going to use my likeness, my image, anything of me getting the vaccine. Yeah. I'm here for my own personal reasons, not yeah. for me. Don't yeah. make this a political thing because that's not what this is yeah. supposed to be. Well, and that's the whole point is like, listen, if you want, like, again, freedom, right? Like it, but I just want to make sure, and it's the duty of the media to give you informed, like, to, to inform you of all of, right. You can't just say, oh, this is, this is the only way to, to, to live in life, you know, uh, going, going forward is you have to be mass and you have to have a jab. No. Right. So like, and if you still want to get that, that's completely your choice, but it's just, Again, I was feeling I was feeling guilty that I was part of an organization that was just pushing out propaganda of this is the only way you can 
you and know, survive. It's funny that you put it that way because uh, we're I'm in a company. My fire the fire department I'm in. We're a privatized company, and they're about to. Uh, they've been doing a lot of the same things that you were just talking about. The roll up coercion. We'll, we'll give you 250 bucks if you get the vaccine. Uh, or if you've already got the vaccine, we'll give you 250 bucks. Uh, somebody asked me. They go, "Why didn't you turn in your vaccine card?" I said, "Because you have no need to know whether I've got the vaccine or not. It's not important." Yeah. Well, you were there that day. So what? I don't yeah. care. Um, that's not for you to know. And yeah, they, it's like, they don't get it. They can't step, comprehend the next step. And I'm telling you the next mm-hmm. step we're going to get is the mandate. You're going to have to go get the vaccine. I got to go get the vaccine. Let me tell you something. That's the day I quit. And everybody asked me, well, why are you going to quit? I said, because it's not about the vaccine. I don't care about the vaccine. It's about the freedom to choose about that. vaccine. Yeah. I'm quitting for every single one of you who doesn't want to get the vaccine. And that's the whole reason I'm going to quit. And everybody just looked at me. They were like, you are nuts. I said, I'm not nuts. How is it nuts to be free? I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I People don't understand that. I think they've just gotten too used to being complacent and comfortable, right? And and a lot of people today don't want to mess up their lives, right? So, so it's very easy for them to be like, well, I, you know, if it's a question between my job, you know, they're not thinking forward of like, Oh, every time I comply, we lose a little bit more of our freedom collectively, you know. I'm a little bit more fat off the Constitution. Yeah. That's my thought. So, so April, I know we've got to let you go, but where can people find you now that you're not on, you know, tell yes. Thank be. you. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on Instagram, Telegram. I have um I started my own independent journalism show where I interview a lot of great uh people talking about the truth behind a lot of things. Um I get censored all the time on YouTube. In fact, I'm on my second strike. So um go ahead and follow me on YouTube, but also follow me on Rumble and I'm under Real April Moss. It's Face the Facts with April Moss is my show. And I would love to hear from you. Please tell me that you heard me on the Patriot party podcast and um you know would love for you to subscribe to my channel i'm also on bitshoot and clout hub as well uh and then my website is aprilmosstv.com and if you have any insider stories or you want to blow the whistle on your organization you can contact me info at aprilmosstv.com love to hear your stories and i'm i'm you know up to my shoulders in people inundating me with things going on in their, in their company. So I'm excited to be able to tell people stories and not be censored. We're going to have your links all posted as part of the show. So if you guys uh, didn't get a chance to write any of that down, you will have the opportunity again. Thank you so much. Uh, you did uh, still, we, we played your video in the intro to this. We're going to send you the video. You'll be able to see the whole thing together. It is, uh, I had to do it. I couldn't help myself. I was like, man, everybody's <laughs> got to see what I saw that day. I was so happy. So um, thank you Thank you so much for being here and appreciate you coming on. And hey, maybe one day we'll come on your show. And uh, I love it. Uh, cause we're always got, we've always got, we've got some, we're oh, about I've, to get I've a, got a, a new great one story coming. about my company now that I'm out of there. So yeah. yes, we got to share it. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait to have you guys on and thank you so much. God bless you all. And thank you for what you do. Yes, ma'am. Bless you. And we'll uh, hopefully get you back soon so that we can, you know, have a little bit longer and talk about some other things going on as well. Yes. And you know what, before I forget really quick, I want to tell all of your viewers for, you know, they're already smart because they're listening to you guys. And um, I'm sure they're already on the up and up with getting their news from alternative sources. But I, w- I do want to just say, uh, 
Real America's Voice is a network that picked me up immediately when I got let go from CBS. And they are, I'm telling you, they do not censor truth. And you know, you can say all you want about, you know, oh, I, I watch Newsmax now that, you know, that Fox called, right? But Newsmax is compromised too. So I'm just saying Real America's Voice, I'm really proud to be part of their network. I'm a correspondent. Uh, we have some really great programs, including uh, Steve Bannon's War Room is on there. So um, please check us out. It's americasvoice.news. And I'm on several days out of the week on different shows, but you can keep up with all that I'm doing when you, um, you know, follow me on my different social channels, but that's a great network to get involved with and get your news from as well. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on today and appreciate your time. And, uh, like I said, we'll have you back as soon as possible because, uh, yeah. that's great. It's awesome. Yes. Actually I have a, yes, I have a pretty big bombshell story that's going to be releasing in the next week and a half. So uh, I'd love to come on and, and share it with you guys. All Fantastic. Right. We look forward to it. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Have Bye. a good day. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on again. April.